I would open up for Louis C.K. If he wore a shirt on stage, but said something funnier than sorry on it, such as got wipes, dicky life, lazy man sex, hornier around hacks, or get a grip, you no-name bitch. Sarah Silverman refuses to lend me her hoodie to wipe up with anymore since she became a social justice warrior to combat her tit-sagging popularity. Do you mind? Holla! Louis Love Lives, Deplorable Daddy Day, the Bachelor Podcast back in the motherfucking house! Holla! Thank you! Very much. I am officially done with editing three of my mini masterpieces because the best is yet to come. Holla! Those masterpieces being Waste of Height, really short stories. Rub a dub dub boy, I can't no more. And the Hoshitarian Comedians Holla! Which is a book responsible for birthing A-plus catch phrases such as Nitpicky Lame Holla! Daddy! Too much pink Himalayan salt! Nitpicky Lame Holla! Thank you very much! And then, lucky number three, United, we laugh. I prove it every day. For instance, do you know that fox urine is a rodent deterrent, but also used as a form of contraception at Richard Gears, Party Palace in North Salem, New York? Especially during a spirit cooking dinner gone wild while entertaining Hillary, Hammer Time Tankles, and friend Dr. Noki, and Bill Gates included. Ha! Eventually, the Dalai Lama is guilty of pounding too many. Placenta dump smoothies and gets a little woozy and eventually blurts out in front of Richard Gere. Those prayer beats didn't come in red gear. Pedal pill consciousness. Holla! Did you know that the Dalai Lama was caught on a hot mic? Telling a young Filipino Joey to suck his tongue. You would think his hoardiness. Fifteen reincarnations later would have a smoother pickup line to use on Kanundan's cousin than suck my tongue. <laughs> Why not open with a fortune cookie light line such as Love is the absence of judgment. So, get sucking, kid. 
because I charge Richard Gere per hour for my rodent removal advisory services, and they don't come cheap. Now, sit in my robe, Filipino Joey. The robe will help cushion the blow. Pedo pilled consciousness. Holla! Getting these yak pipes warmed up for the open mic debut at Levity Comedy Club and Nyack next week. Holla! Pedo pilled consciousness. Thank you very much! So the books are done. Thank God. What did I learn from editing these books is that my writing on Adderall sucks. <laughs> and it's not as funny as I thought it was. <laughs> so the Adderall demon. Pattern in my head. Holla is officially kaput. It's dead. There will be no more. Rock and roll, let's go into my head. Holla! New York Dolls live. David Johansson forevermore. Thank you very much. And what else did I learn? That the coach and comedians is going to make me famous. Holla! And my family. Holla! Because it combines the best of my storytelling ability that combines heart and humor and jokes. And there's a themology and pertinent points. And but the main reason why it shines is because of the added comedic oomph that I give to my kosher comedian children. Holla! And I mean, I need to be a real dumb fuck moron to fail at uh, accentuating their beautiful, wonderfulness uh, as is. Holla! So thank you, Lord, for coming through on that one. And so I have a reviewer who's going to be reviewing United We Laugh. I really like how United We Laugh came together. In the end, I don't know if you know this, but so originally the manuscript was 125,000 words and I cut it down. I chopped it down to 28,000 along the way because like Aerosmith sings, you got to chip away, chip away at the stone. Holla! So I... Only A plus Gemery remains, and it's great. And I start off with the true Lincoln Log story bit, which fans of my WordPress blog are familiar with, and I tweet that a little bit, and then I wrap it up with succeeding, winning, holla! But then I've also got a piece that I'm very proud of called Bronx made magic. Holla! That's about finally finding a reason to cut myself off from the Gateway Pundit and Breitbart. Dun, dun, dun. Because along the way, I was so obsessed with reading about more COVID 
casualties. So I can say, I told you so. And in the meantime, missed out on the fucking rap Woodstock in the Bronx, which is practically in my backyard, which totally kills me. So, right bar, Gateway Pundit, I mean, all former media, they all suck, are off the list. Gateway Pundit does not suck. Because, you know, they helped inform me and they allowed me to help connect the dots. And also, I like reading comments in the Gateway Pundit about how Joe Biden, people that have actually like, read her thesis, <laughs> and they said she can't even spell. <laughs> Or grammar sucks. I'm like, okay, so you have to be better than Jill Biden. <laughs> and as much as you don't like to edit, <laughs> you need to edit. I need to polish off your gems because you worked way too hard. And life is not always life in the punchline, driving lane, holla! So I became a better writer because it's editing process. And I dug deep and I worked my ass off this summer and I'm proud of it. But my year without Goonish uh, has not materialized in that favor. So the entire idea was, oh, I'm going to write The Gum King of New York. going to be a rags to riches story about a stay-at-home dad that becomes a famous pitch person for the QBC. Hawking the first ever hop-flavored gum called Hopperama Chew. Later renamed Hopalicious Kiss. Holla! And he helps make Kissing Great Again, which is inspired by the main character based on myself, hopping off the Peloton, drinking his first double IPA in a year, and then catching his Marilyn Monroe stenciling, frame picture on the wall, giving him the uh, fuck me eyes, and then him proceeding to start making out with her on the spot. <laughs> I still really want to do something with that. Um, I like the idea of, you know, in this story, of having my character cut himself off from social media altogether, too. That being his blog, because you know, and because that's also like an immediate fix. I got to be honest that I he has this character has to kind of self off for because it's not making him any money and it's not providing uh, the dream life for his family, especially when his kid drops heartbreaking lines such as, "Hey Arthur, that's his older brother, get into a shitty college so daddy can afford it." <laughs> Sounds brutal. Arthur's like, "Well, actually, this thing called scholarships." <laughs> but you know, meanwhile, I'm tracking down. Pounding this Shamil Hutz breath at a Lincoln Tech. Uh, so Lincoln Tech, the bright second education. Walder there, electrician, uh, you know, plumber, uh, electric battery machinist, a chef. So any jobs where you don't have to work with fucking stinkhole SEMA in North White Plains, New York, it to me is a win-win to me. Holla! So... And because, you know, corporate America has not uh, worked out in my favor. So, you know, my attitude is that, you know, I wish I could work with my hands. I mean, I'm learning the guitar and that's, I'm being very generous with the, with the uh, verb learning. <laughs> you know, I strum some chords, but I mean, even getting any level of efficient mastery on that guitar eventually would make like the happiest guy in the world. But I'm thinking, okay, well, if I can make a living working with my hands and my brain, imagination. I mean, I could feel pseudo-manly. I mean, I'm not going to feel like fucking Teddy Roosevelt writing entire books about uh, the um, philosophical empowerment wonderment of hunting and freaking skinning elk and shit. But, <laughs> you know, that just wasn't my destiny. But these books were made for these punchline topping times. And I am the quickest dick in the East. Holla! So... And I've decided to pursue voiceover 
acting work. So I'm very excited about it. And I'm going to spend the 20 bucks for, I think it's backstage, back page. It's one of the acting publications. But I noticed a lot of the voiceover work there is posted. I don't have to memorize lines. <laughs> and that way I could reserve time to memorizing my freaking stand-up back, getting a one-man show together called Lucky Moron. Holla! So I'm excited about that development. And I think that would really trigger my brother. <laughs> that would really trigger my brother. Who doesn't pick up my phone calls? <laughs> I just found out that, so he's not going to jail, thank God. And he's going to the Berkshires. Um, he got into an accident. Um, he was on fentanyl, passed out of the wheel. I wanted to wish him good luck, but I just want to hear from him. It's fine. But I'm glad that uh, he's got a new beginning. And I had this idea. I wanted to call him yesterday and say, hey, bro, because he has to see a parole officer. And I'm like, you know what? I love the Gum King in New York idea, but my new favorite idea is writing a romantic comedy, a romantic dramedy. So I want some drama in it. Uh, I don't want to be too lighthearted. And it's about, and it's a love story about uh, a kid of white privilege <laughs> who uh, gets a second chance at love by falling in love with his parole officer in a movie called Parole Pussy for taking my time, for being loosey goosey, for not being on edge, desperate slailing for approval. Holla! For wearing jeans that aren't five years old today. Holla! For me feeling semi-respectable today. Holla! For my children being A-plus perfect. For them no longer annoying me. They annoyed me for like a day because I was stuck in like editing land. And I'm thinking, this sucks. This needs to be better. This sucks. Just fucking delete it. Thomas Paine's common sense was what? Like 5,000 words max and... Like two paragraphs were good, so what difference does it make? Hillary, Hammer Time Geico strikes again. Ha! Thank you very much. So, yeah, Christmas Carol is only like 20,000 words. Uh, Great Gatsby, I think it was like 30,000. Steinbeck did a couple of books. There were like 20, 25,000 Mice and Men. So, I don't feel bad about United We Laugh being 29,000 words because no other book has encapsulated such A. Plus Poetic prose, cute hilarity from start to finish. All the way, holla, for jerking off my material. Long time, all the time. What's fucking new? Ha, going, going, gone. Mr. October in September, holla. And I also, so I've decided. So originally, you're the good should not work out that way. I got into the beer too much, and that has to stop. So my new game plan is, and I've already started it. And I, I know girlfriend, I loved her because of her. I don't do this podcast, Erica Loberg. She sent me down the creative path of fulfillment. So it could be an escape from the thankless job of fucking headhunting that always got me perpetually fucked over again and again. And she goes, I think that you owe it to yourself to do like one year without weed. So in honor of Erica Loberg, this is year without weed. Holla! That includes edibles. Thank you very much. So too much to memorize. And too much to do. Holla! And it's, you gotta make that do it all that year come true. Thank you very much! So, year without weed, year without Adderall, and when I start making money again, and I feel like a functioning member of society, 
I might partake in a couple of beers on a Saturday. You know, my daughter says last night I was drinking a beer from this great brewery called KCBC, I think. <laughs> They're based in Red Hook. And they make great beers. But I'm watching Easy Money last night and yeah, that really pertains a lot. It's, it's inspiration for the Gum King in New York for like the year without Goonish. So I I mean, do I really want to drink wine on Shabbat and then get angry that like my wife is like hogging it again? <laughs> I mean, like, well, what's that gonna lead to? I mean, I'm just trying to think, well, I don't want to be a complete monk. I need some relief. That new relief could be um New pipe, new tight push to break into my life. Holla! But like, when am I going to find the time for that? <laughs> and so, you know, I'm justifying my head. Okay, I could deal without the weed. I definitely deal without the Adderall. But would I like a couple of beers when I start making money again on a Saturday? Yeah, I would. Especially, especially when my wife's working all weekend, as usual, and I'm with the kids, which is fine. It's not like, oh, I need to calm down my nerves. It's just. If I could just maintain a, a semblance of private me time, it would be nice. My reading time, my recharging time. It's a concept. We'll see. But I'm so happy these fucking books are done. You have no idea. But I already got a great review for Waste Height, really short story. So now, again, I'm going to gonna quote One Crazy Summer. No plan? No plan of attack? No victory. Holla! So, I'm going after voiceover work. Lincoln Tech, this guy, he has a complete conniption. He goes, You sent an email to the CEO? No one's ever done that before. I'm like, Can you sound any more like a Jerry Lewis Shamil uh, caricature? Did I say it that right way? <laughs> My fucking chest. But uh, aggression pays. Holla! And I'm going to prove it this year. Thank you very much. And that's what I close with. And you know, we laugh. Aggression pays. And I added a news line at the end. And I, I thrown that expression from that George Thurgood song that I love. Called uh, America USA. Holla. Made in America USA. Holla. Buddy Leach lives. Saxophone player for the. Destroyers, rest in peace, big fella. Thank you very much. My son's playing the alto sax now. I uh, read it in the sax, brought it home last night. He was a fucking natural at it. How a sax can make my son 10 times better looking? There he is, is like beyond me. <laughs> but, you know, my son is so pretty. Uh, he even pukes pretty. <laughs> Once we got food poisoning, it looked like he was puking at a Capri Sun commercial. Blah! For more sheets of comedy gold. Thank you very much. So, my mom's been visiting, and it's been a nice trip. I've been making her laugh a lot, off a lot of riffing. So, that's inspired a lot of this loosey goosey exchange today. And, you know, it also made me realize that a lot of this isolation, you know, a lot of the comedy has been, you know, trying to like build myself up, I tear people down, and I don't want to do that anymore. I mean, I still like to tear people down when deserved, but I don't want that to be the fucking focal point of my existence. I want to start doing some living 
I want to get this handsome mug out of the house. I want to start making some money. I want to start cashing some checks. This new guy, I'm not going to say he's like we're friends. I'm not going to say we're complete jerk-off buddies. But he calls me Dr. Corn, which is cool. And I like the fact because I think of myself as like a edgy or Jerry Seinfeld. Because they call him the joke doctor. And I send him jokes. And, you know, he's complimentary when you know the material really does it for him. And he says, so you need to be doing jokes at like country clubs and doing like sets are going to pay like $5,000. And I'm like, I need a friend like that in my life to make more suggestions. Holla! So thank you, Rob. Thank you very much. So he made a recommendation about a, originally when I met him at a Frank's Pizzeria here in Crown Falls. And he goes, so you need to perform at like Ron Perlman's house. I know a chef, his personal chef. That's what would actually planted the seed for the idea of uh, my search for finding a Kosherian Godfather. Holla! So for the Gum King of New York, I like the idea of my adopted father figure, my mentor, that being the Kosherian Godfather, and I really want to write that role. And so David Johansson, he's not—he's going to be my AA pitch coach. So that being for Alcoholics Anonymous, but I need to think of who I want to create that character for. I need to think of like who could be the Kosherian Godfather. Um, it's definitely not going to be Albert Brooks. So I got to think about that, but that could be a fun thing to think about. Vin Diesel, perhaps? Vince Vaughn? No. So these books are done. So my target, my, my plan of attack right now is to hit on agents knowing that I got full manuscripts to send until Thanksgiving. It's like seven days. If none of them Decide to locate their bull sack, aka Nazi Russells. By then, I self publish and ideally achieve self publishing glory, but we'll see. And I know my daughter's right now is like, Daddy, you know, you got to start like thinking positive, like will things into reality. <laughs> so I will be positive because these books are great and I'm very excited. And you could say I definitely took a chance. I mean, this reviewer. You know, I, I, I spent some money in these reviews, but the uh, that's how it works. I mean, you know, it's a lot of material. And, you know, it's definitely not safe. <laughs> but um, it's all got heart. And I love the poetic prose. And it all makes me laugh. So words of advice for aspiring writers out there, especially if, if you care about making people laugh, it's got to make you laugh first. So, and you got to be impressed with it. Or else don't put it out there. So, so what I'm going to be doing, I'm going to be shutting down my blog. Uh, meaning, I mean, I'm not shutting it down all completely, but... I'm going to delete everything that's up there, but I'm going to keep the podcast up because, you know, in the end, you could say I wrote to feed the podcast. And so the podcast is going to be alive and well. And I really have to stop relying on podcasts for me to decide whether like the material is good enough or not, or for me to get like that, you know, self-esteem boost. So, and that's something I want to talk about as far as uh, sacrifices that my character makes. <laughs> In the Gump King, New York. So, you know, I want to be like a living incarnation of that. So, glad we established that. And so, yes. So, I'm in it to win it. I got to start researching comedy festivals to shoot for. Um, I got to get paid. I got to get paid. I got to get paid out of my comedy this year. That's my goal. I'm going to give the stand up staffer thing a shot. I'm going to harass some people. See if I could pitch my ghostwriting job at writing services. We'll see. But I'm 99% positive I'm going to get rid of my smartphone. And I'm going to get like an old school phone. And I'm just going to become a cold calling beast again. Because 
like these. So now I've also decided during my half-ass year without Goonish. <laughs> that's funny. Uh, no porn. It, it, to me, it's just pathetic at this point. Like, stroking myself to porn. Like, I'd rather do fucking of some sense. <laughs> or just use my imagination. I just don't want to be relying on that anymore. So that's kaput. And, and the idea of reading the news ever again is like the most pathetic depressing thing of all time because I don't see anything changing. So all I can change is my reality. I can't change that. But I did my patriotic duty with this book, you know, we laugh. I will reach out to people that I still give a shit about impressing, such as Adam Sandler, Kevin Smith, Dennis Larry kind of, because my son loves the asshole song. Uh, uh, Kid Rock. Um, George Thurgo, to name a few. And Gina Gershwan, I definitely need her in my life. <laughs> One time I passed by her in the West Village with my wife, and she was breathy. Hey, like made eye contact with her and everything. I was like watching One-Eyed Willie, like uh, sail into the distance with all this bootylicious uh, treasure. Holla, Gina Gershwan forevermore. Thank you very much. So I really, I mean. I want to write more short stories. I think I might have another collection of short stories in me. I want to write a short story about a hair metal mechanic. I want to write a story about irrational numbers, because my daughter came up with that expression, and I think I do something that's funny with that. And I want to write Parole Horsey Holla! But, like Virginia Woolf said, Wolf! A wolf! You need money to write fiction. I don't have money, so we need to work on that this year. <laughs> I need a co-sharing godfather in my life. I have to get the fucking out of the house to do that. So I bring some Mason Manhattan. What do you fucking do? The, um, and that's that. So I was going to start selling uh, my manuscripts to agents. Uh, kids are at school right now, but I said, you know what? Let's do a Shabbat Shalom special full time sake and announce my intentions to my uh, online universe of fans. And can someone like remind me to freaking call iTunes already and change my category from parenting to comedy? Because I'm convinced that that's the entire reason why I'm like a non entity as far as followers on, uh, on Spotify. So I need to do that. Um, I'm going to do that after this podcast, actually. So, again, I just want to thank God uh, for this glorious run. Again, I'm not ending the podcast, but the books, they're finally done. And we'll see if these books can give me a writing career. But in the end, to be honest, I really wrote the book to see if... Yeah, I gave them to give me a writing career, a paid writing career. But I really did it to give me a comedy career. So I get the money, so I get the freedom to do stand-up. Because that's unfinished business, and I want to fuck with the story. So, that's how I feel. So, thank you, uh, WordPress fans. Uh, who've been with me a long time. You see me evolve. You see me get tighter, funnier, quicker. Uh, I know I went through the, oh, I'm going to do the year without beer. Finally did it. This is the year without weed. So uh, I'm excited for uh, that trade of proliferation and uh, more uh, inspired riffing uh, for months to come. And I want to thank my glorious children best home team ever for you know giving me uh, this motivation to make my do it all dad year come true
And I want to thank Rodney for doing the same and Easy Money. And I want to thank the Comedy Gods for being so uh, generous and patient with my development. And I won't let you down. I'm going to prove to you that you definitely pick a winner in me. So Shabbat Shalom. Kanye excluded, and I'll talk to you guys soon.